Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Everybody doing all right this morning? Glory to God. Um, we're going to look at a particular scripture this morning in Philippians chapter 2, if you would turn there with me. Oh, Philippians 3, excuse me, get you to the right chapter. Praise God. I'm going to grab my glasses here. Philippians chapter 3, and <laughs> verse 10, it says this, that I may know him. Hallelujah, Father. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Uh, this, this chapter, this passage, uh, Paul, he's, he's talking about what his life was without Christ and then what his life is with Christ. And, and he says, you know, everything I did before, and Paul was a go-getter. He was, he, he, he called himself a Jew of the Jews, you know, uh, he, 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 he studied hard in, and, and he, he, uh, he worked hard in the things of God, and he was zealous for God, and he did, I mean, he was, he was putting Christians in jail, and, and uh, he, he watched as Stephen was stoned because he thought that, that was heresy. He thought Christianity was heresy, and so he was just doing all he could for God. And, uh, and he, he, of course, met the Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus. The Lord appeared to him. And uh, it says a bright light shone around, a glorious appearing came. And, and he, he receives Jesus as his Lord. And his whole life is transformed. His whole life is changed. And he, he comes out of that, and, and then he turns around and starts to serve God, the Lord Jesus, with his whole heart. With his whole heart. And he says, he says in this passage, and, and we can go back here in, in, in chapter 3, verse, verse 7. We can start there. Praise the Lord. Well, in, in verse 5, it says he was circum... He's talking about his, his accomplishments in, uh, in Judaism and in, in his natural life. In uh, verse 5, it says, I was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law. He means he, he followed that law to the letter. A Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law. A Pharisee as to zeal. A persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law. I was blameless. But, verse 7, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. 
Indeed, I count everything as loss. Everything? Everything. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I love how he says that. The surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, not the Lord, my Lord. My Lord. He's my Lord. Glory to God. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him that I may know him, glory to God, and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Paul, although he was so zealous for the things of God before he knew Christ, he said, I count everything I did up until that point where I met Jesus. I counted all, uh, the King James says, as dung. (laughs) Uh, The ESV here says, as rubbish, garbage. Everything, what is he saying? Everything I did on my own, in my own flesh and with my own efforts, I consider it trash. And then he says, from the moment I met Christ forward, my life, that was my life. That was the mark of what, uh, what I am, who I am. Glory to God, if we could say it that way. And, and after all that he's, I mean, he's writing this. This is the book of Philippians. He's writing this when he's in prison for Christ, for preaching. He's in prison. He has already done so much for the Lord, and he sits there and says in verse 10 that I may know him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And that's just been ugh, ringing in me. Why? Because no matter how far we've come in God, no matter how much we know of the word, no matter how far we've gone in the spirit, there's more to know. There's more to have. There's more to see. Glory to God. And Paul, there in prison, he's, you know, you can just, just see him uh, in, your, in your imagination. You could see him just saying, Lord, there, there's more. And I want to know you more that I may know him and the power (laughs) that I may know him and the power. What power? The power of his resurrection. So when he says this to me, when I read that, I think the more I know him, the more I know the power, right? The more I know him, the more I can tap into that power. The more the resurrection power of God is available to me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why? Because I understand it better. I comprehend it better. Jesus came to this earth. The Bible tells us, not as God, but as man. 
He was God. It's so hard for our mind to comprehend it. But he came to demonstrate how to walk as a man filled with God. Let me say that again. He came, Jesus came onto this earth to demonstrate to us, those who were coming after him, how to walk on this earth as a man filled with God. Filled that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul, after all of those years of preaching the gospel and revealing the mysteries of the word, not only to the the Jews, but to the Gentiles, he had accomplished so much. He had done so much. He had planted so many churches. He had seen so many people saved, and yet he's there in in jail saying, Lord, I just, I want to know you. That's my one that's my one des- that's my one desire that's my one th- that I may know him and the power and the power and the power that sets people free the power that changes my life the power that can create things glory to God that weren't there before that power the more I know you the more I can access the power that you've provided for your church, for your body, for your believers. Glory to God, that I may know him. Glory to God. Everybody say, that I may know him. I don't know if that rings in you like it does in me. That I may know him. You know, uh, when you're getting to know someone, My daughter was singing that song the other day, getting to know you. Praise the Lord. Anyway, different story. When you're getting to know someone, there are certain things you need to do, right? Number one, you have to be with them to get to know them. I mean, yeah, you could FaceTime, right? But that's still being with them. You know, even if you're not physically in the room with them, you are, you are spending time. You are spending time with someone. And the more time you spend with someone, the more likely you are to get to know them. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, uh, you know, I know my daughter, she's been in college. She's here with us now. But, um, you know, she had different roommates, in, uh, you know, at the dorm. And, you know, whether, you know, sometimes you get, you get partway into the year and think, I don't think I want to get to know them anymore. <laughs> you start to get to know the, the trueness, the, you know, the, the quirks, the idiosyncrasies, the, uh, the things that you may not like so much. But then there's other people you get to know and you think, the more I know them, the more I like them. Amen. Glory to God. The more I know them. And that's what Paul was saying. Look, I know him, but <laughs> the more I know him, the more I want to know about him. The more I want to know about him. And the most amazing thing about knowing him 
is that it takes everything we do as a Christian from being just a religious routine to an absolutely fulfilling personal life and relationship with the creator of the universe. Glory to God. Hallelujah. To know him. So it takes time to get to know somebody. And, you know, Paul didn't decide, well, and he goes on to say, maybe we'll read it here in a minute in Philippians, not that I've already attained knowing him to the fullness that I need to know him. I've not attained it yet, (laughs) but I press on. I press on. I'm going to keep going after him. I'm going to keep learning more about him. I'm going to keep going with all that's within me. Glory to God to fulfill all that he's called me to do and, and to learn all that I can about him. And you can say, well, we'll get to know him when we're in heaven. Yeah, but wouldn't, you know, isn't it just easier when you show up at somebody's house for a visit if you already know them well? You're not walking on eggshells wondering, can I sit there? Can I not sit in that chair? Can I, can I look in the refrigerator? Can I not look in the refrigerator? You know, isn't it better just to know them well than when you get there? Glory to God. Then you can sit down. You can chat. You can laugh. You can talk. You can love. There's so much you can do. You can get so much farther, so much faster. Don't wait until you're in heaven to get to know the Lord. And you might say, well, he's my savior. I know him. Well, that's not how Paul thought. That's not how Paul thought. You know, when my my husband and I, we got married many years ago, we knew each other. But how many know that after years and years and years and years of being together, we know each other more? We know each other better. Glory to God. To know him. And the power of his resurrection. Glory to God. Philippians 3.10 in the message translation. Let's look at that. In the message translation, it says this. I gave up all that inferior stuff. (laughs) So I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. Oh my goodness. Go all the way with him. What's he saying? I'm not waiting till I get to heaven. I'm living every moment here on earth all the way with him. All the way with him. I'm going all the way for him. I want to know all I can about him. Glory to God. I want to experience, experience his resurrection power. I'm not satisfied just knowing that Jesus was raised from the dead. I want to experience some of that power myself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. To experience that I would know him personally. You understand that 
the power of God flowing through us, the, the, the knowing him personally, that's not just for the fivefold ministers. It's not just for the pastor. It's not just for, for uh, the, the traveling minister that comes through. It's for us all. It's for us all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That I may know him. Know him. So it takes some time. It takes effort to get to know somebody. And if you like them, you'll make the effort. Right? If you like somebody, you'll make the effort. If a guy likes a girl enough, he will make the effort (laughs) to get to know her. To find out what she likes. I know my dad, he... uh, Oh goodness! You know, my do- my mom died when I was much younger, and so he started dating this this lady that he really liked, and uh, she's they're married now. But uh, she uh, she was into quilting. She liked to quilt. So my dad started going to quilt quilt shops, and he started taking her to you know quilt crafting fairs and and different things. And next thing I know, my dad's explaining to me different stitches for quilts. <laughs> And uh, Teresa, his now wife, she's like, I've never met a man like this. <laughs> I've never met a man who was like willing to learn so much about what, because I enjoy it. I said, that's my dad. I mean, he was that way with my mom too. If my mom liked it, that's what we're going to do. Why? Because he wanted to be with, he wanted to know, he wanted to experience, he loved her enough to be involved with what was important to her. Do we love him enough to be involved? Last week, uh, my husband ministered on praying out the plan of God. Uh, One of the things that we as the body of Christ are supposed to be doing, praying out the plan of God. But this, knowing him, is the reason we do it. (laughs) If we're just praying out the plan because pastor told us to pray out the plan, uh, we're not going to get very far. We're not going to get very far. Why? Because God's looking at our heart. Father, I'm here to spend this time with you because I want to know you, and I want to know your heart. Help me to pray out your plan because that's your heart. (laughs) that's your heart. That's what matters to you. And what matters to you matters to me. Glory to God. How do you get to know someone? There's a little bit of effort that's put in to getting to know someone. There's some time. It takes a little bit of time, but that's all right. Glory to God. Because when we start to get to know him, we'll start to experience the power of his resurrection. And be a partner in his suffering. Praise the Lord. You understand this, that what Jesus did on the cross, we will never have to do. And so when it talks about following him in his suffering, it's not saying that we're going to have to bear the sins of the world. Like he, he did that, glory to God, so that we don't have to. We do not ever have to experience the pain and suffering of sin because of his blood. 
But how many know right before he got to the cross, he was in the garden of Gethsemane praying, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will. Why? Because Jesus knew what was ahead of him, and it wasn't going to be fun. It wasn't going to be pretty. It wasn't going to be pleasurable. It was going to be painful. He knew what he was about to endure, and he knew it entailed suffering. So in that respect, are we willing to know him to the point where we can say, Father, not what I want, but what you want for my life. That's what I want to be done. And that's what he means, that we know that experience his resurrection power and be a partner and be a partner. Be willing to say, Lord, I, I love you so much. I want to know you so much that I want your will for my life. I want your plan for my life. And if that means I have to say no to some things that I thought I wanted or put them on the back burner for a while, just, just put them back here so that I can follow your plan and your way, glory to God, then that's what I'm going to do because I want to know you more. I want to be a part of your plan in a better way. I want to fit into all that you have for my life. And I understand that as I follow your way, your plan, your desire for my life, that the blessing of the Lord will come upon me and make me rich. Glory to God. And, add, and add, he adds no sorrow. No sorrow. No sorrow to it. No sorrow to it. So when you see that word suffering, don't, don't think, you know, we're going to have to start whipping our back because Jesus had, you know, stripes laid on his back. So No, no, no. That's, that's not at all what it's talking about. It's talking about are you willing to put your plan aside to know him more and to follow him more? Does that make sense? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So... Oh, glory. We're not getting very far from this verse, are we? Ha. Let's look uh, at the same. Well, we'll look at Philippians 3.8, but we're going to look at it in the Amplified. Uh, we're just going to camp on this. Let's, uh, you know, before I grill, grill anything, I, I marinate it. Uh, I let it set for a few hours and, you know, absorb everything that that uh, marinate has in it. And that's what we're going to do with this verse. This is a long one, but it's so worth reading. It says, yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege. The overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Come on now. I've got to read that again. I count everything as lost compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. <laughs> and of progressively Look at this, progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. 
for his sake, I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse, dregs, in order that I may win, gain Christ, the anointed one. What a verse. Oh, my goodness. Glory to God. The overwhelming preciousness. He is precious. Glory to God. He should be to all of us. But Paul is saying, you know, Paul knew Christ, as we said. But this is, this is a heart cry that we could all put in our mouth, if we could say it this way. This is a heart cry we could all, Father, I count everything I've ever experienced as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege of knowing you. And we can say it that way. We can put Paul's words in our mouth as we pray and talk to the Father and start to ask him, say, Father, I, I'm so thankful. It's, an over, it's overwhelmingly precious to me that I know you. <laughs> it's o- when we put the word of God in our mouth, in our prayer life to him, it's going to allow him, it's, he, when he hears his own words in your mouth, it's such a delight. It's such a joy. I remember one time when we were reading a, a, a devotion, our 30-day um, new creation meditations. We were reading that as a family, and uh, each one of us would go around, we'd read a scripture, and we'd read the, um, that's, that's a book my husband's written, in case you don't know that, but it's a 30-day devotional, and we read it as a family. Each of us would read the scripture and read the passage that was talking about that scripture, and then the next one would read the next section, and, and we just go around each day and read through the word and read through these devotionals together. And the Lord spoke to my husband one time, and he said, thank you for reading my word. I love hearing my word read in your home. I love hearing my word read in your home. Why? Because it shows that we mean it that we believe it when the word is in our mouth. And there's something about, you know, the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing, right? So when the word's coming out of our mouth, going in our ear, it's dropping down, that faith is built up. And do you understand that when we say things like this to the Lord, it's like, I mean, it's like the man dangling the diamond ring in front of the woman. And you're like, yes, yes, put the ring on the finger. Here we go. The Lord's going to be like, you want to know me? You do? For real? Here you are. Glory to God. But, but be careful because there's a lot of power that comes with this relationship. There's, there's a lot that comes with this. So make sure your heart's big enough. Why? Because once the Lord starts pouring things out, glory to God, we understand from Psalm 23, he does not know how to stop. My cup runs over. It runs over and over. Why? Because once you open up your heart and start telling him, I want to know you like this. Lord, bring it on. I want to know more about you. I want to know the surpassing worth. I want to take advantage, the supreme advantage. Come on now. 
all those science fiction movies, they have supreme leaders. We have a supreme advantage. A supreme advantage. What is it? Knowing him. It's not just about coming to church on Sunday at 10 a.m. It's not, by the way, come to church Sunday at 9 a.m., please, and set up with us. I'm, I'm, I'm done with my daughter and I moving furniture in high heels. All right, anyway, side note. Supreme advantage. Supreme. Supreme. What, what is a supreme advantage? Knowing him. Knowing him. Knowing. No, save this, Father. I want to know you. I want to know all about you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you, we can put these words in our mouth, what are we doing? We're developing our relationship. <laughs> because Christianity is not just a religion. Oh, it is a relationship with the Lord of Lords. Glory to God, the King of Kings, the creator of the earth and all that's in it. Glory to God. He created man to have fellowship with him. He wanted somebody that was made in his image that he could fellowship with. Think of your closest friend. Think of your spouse. Think of somebody who you've been the most intimate with, and God wants more than that for you. The creator of the universe wants to fellowship with us. The overwhelming preciousness. Glory to God. So in the Amplified in verse 10, I hope you're receiving something this morning. Verse 10 of the Amplified, chapter 3, it says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him. If there's something you can put in your mouth this week, put this in. That my determined purpose is that I may know him. That I may progressively, I love that word progressively, because the things of God are a progression. You are not going to know everything about God in one day. You are not. But every day you can know more about him. Every day you can proceed and progress in his things and in his ways. That I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers. And that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death. Oh, my, 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 what a verse. My 
determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may know him, that I, that Amy, that Amy (laughs) may know him. And then all of a sudden, church isn't a burden. Sharing Christ with somebody isn't a burden. Doing the things of God, following his plan, it's not a burden. (laughs) It's my life, my relationship with my Lord, my best friend, my, my healer, my savior, my confidant. (laughs) My (laughs) conciliary. Praise the Lord. My my, My determined purpose. You do what you want. But my determined purpose is that I may know him. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? Hallelujah. Do you understand that if we all come together and that's our main goal? To know him, (laughs) he will not be able to help himself but to demonstrate his power, his ability, his goodness. You know, uh, Elijah, or it was Moses, sorry, when he said, I want to see you, I want to know you, and, and he hid him in the cleft of the rock and he said, Stand, stand in the cleft of the rock because I don't want to blow you away, but I'm going to pass by you. And when I pass by, you're going to see all my goodness. All my goodness. It's going to, glory to God. When we determine to get to know him, we are, just watch out. <laughs> Step back because his goodness is going to start flooding your life. Hallelujah. Glory. Father God, we're so grateful today for the opportunity to know you, to learn about you, to be with you. Glory to God. It's our determined purpose to know you more, to get closer. Hallelujah. To hear your voice. Glory to God. To walk in your ways. Hallelujah. We open up our heart. We open up our life and we say, use us, show us, help us, lead us. Glory to God. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. 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 Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. His goodness. (laughs) His goodness will flood your life. Glory to God when you determine to know him. Praise the Lord. We are finished for today.